love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. This is a true Canadian love story. We were meant to be together. I can't imagine my life without you. Honestly, he's a light of my life. It's nice to be in that tractor beam of love. I'm her biggest fan. I think I knew I'd lost my heart again. I knew I wanted a marriage like that. Difficult roads can lead to very beautiful destinations. Well, love is the most important thing. Hi, everybody. I'm Nancy Regan. And today for our love story, we're serving up a little something different. We're actually going to be focusing on the love story in our Canadian Love Map team, because as you know, I'm the host of this podcast, but there is a wonderful group of people behind me who make it happen every week, who research the stories and who, you know, make the guests feel comfortable ahead of the time that we actually put them in front of the mic. And today we've got Connor recording us and we've got, that's a wave from Connor, you didn't see that but it looked really friendly just picture that in your mind's eye we've got Sarah McClellan and Nathan Stone in the studio with me and I just want to say welcome guys but more than anything congratulations on a kick-ass season four my goodness what an awesome season this was this was the one of the funner seasons that we've done lots of episodes lots of different kinds of episodes we did some some new formats this season towards the end so it was really a team effort between everyone here and yourself obviously and all the amazing guests that we've had on it was a collaborative effort as I looked back through the episodes sometimes you know my my mind is just going like a monkey mind all the time so I had to remind myself and as I looked back through the season's episodes I kept going, oh, wow, yeah, that was in this season, right. too. So many inspiring people. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. great. Well, thanks, Nancy. You have some really kind words for us. It's been so much fun. This has been my first season on Canadian Love Map, and it's been a wild ride. I've gotten to do things that have been incredibly fun, talk to amazing people and listen to some amazing stories, sometimes live while you're recording it. It's really kind of opened my mind to just how many great stories and perspectives there are around love in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting you say that because it's the way you put it opened my mind. When I started hosting this show, I... I accepted, they asked me to be part of the team, and I thought, oh, I think it'll be great. It might be a little schmaltzy romance all the time and so on. And I've been so thrilled by the way that we have broken that open. We have opened Mm -hmm. our minds in terms of what does a love story mean? And we have told so many different kinds of stories from across the country. And uh, I want to ask you two about what some of your favorites were this year, but more so than favorites, since I'm the senior member of the team in every way, I want to know what you younger people have learned about love from 
taking part in and listening to these episodes. Oh, man. Do you want me to start, Nathan? Go for it. I would love, just right off the bat, and this is a more recent episode we did, you and I agreed on this uh, idea, and it is the idea that love um, is really about being comfortable with somebody at the end of the day, having somebody that you can take the day off with. You can go home and have that sigh of relief. That was a huge takeaway that I've learned from actually Neville and David's episode. I knew you were going to say yes. that because that, that was really resonated with me. They're, right? They're, um, the way they framed how they're both so extroverted and people will say, oh, you guys must have so much fun all the time. And they're like, no, home is our haven. That's exactly it. And as I get older, I think when I was younger, I saw love as more of like, I want a power couple. Like, I want to go out with somebody and have be seen with somebody. And as I get older, I appreciate that home base more. And they really nailed it with what they said about being comfortable at the end of the day as two extroverts. And also... I just loved that whole episode. It was truly one of the, the best we've done. And uh, they're a true inspiration in, in many ways. So so we're going to run a clip of yeah. their episode. And let's do that throughout this, OK? Yeah. We're, we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants. But I think we can do that with every one we mention. Yes. We won't mention all the episodes. But yep. Yep. let's let's play a little bit. That comfort level is a glorious thing, a glorious thing. And that I've been so fortunate to have with David pretty much from the get-go. And that's that's something when you find that in someone, hold on, tie them down, do whatever you need to do, because that's that's what really works for me anyway. And it really does. That comfort level is glorious. We have no compulsion to talk to each other. We are just so comfortable in our silence with each other. And that is a given our personalities, that is love right there. Like that is such a gift to be able to close the door and just know that that's always going to be. Okay, Nathan, over to you. Well, a lot of the episodes this season have really kind of resonated with me in a bit of a, a personal way as opposed to larger lessons, just things that I can take for my, my own personal life. And one of them was in that Distance isn't an unconquerable challenge in relationships, both romantic and, and familial. And the fact that you can meet your family sometimes a little bit later in life or under odd circumstances, but you can still build these connections and you can still have these great moments and experiences. And it was really Michelle's story in International Band of Brothers that spoke to me about that. I, for most of my life, believed that I was an only child. And very recently, I've learned that I actually have four half-siblings. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And <sighs> I met them just this past year. And so it's been a wild ride in that. They're all over North America, through Canada and the United States. And so it's kind of a, a, a this brand new world of what my family is and and you know, who I thought I was to to who I am and, and just kind of new areas to explore. So I found his story just so fascinating because it really spoke to me <laughs> in a lot of very literal ways. Wow. Did it make you emotional to listen to his story? It did, but it was very uplifting because really there was a lot of, of challenges and kind of logistical things that he overcame and and he got that meeting. He got to meet this family and, and explore his culture a little bit more. And I think that's just so wonderful that 
beyond childhood, beyond those early memories, you can embrace people and bring people into your family who maybe you had no idea were your family until you meet them uh, through circumstance. And so then I took a, a bus from Gainesville, Florida to uh, it was like an eight hour bus to, um, to Fort Lauderdale. And that's where they met me. And then we, we just embraced like the first thing they, they pulled up and then my brothers, we embraced each other and it was so surreal. I was just so nervous still, but it, it was, it just felt so right. So necessary. Just that closeness. What was the moment like when you actually met them? So many emotions. It was like, all of them, all of the emotions. Mm. It was surreal. Again, like this, this form of my family, like coming uh, uh, and embracing me 30 years later, uh, not even knowing them, but seeing myself, my physical features in another person. I just d didn't see that for happening for myself. And it, it was, it was great. I'd like to actually add to that, if I, if I might. We kind of saw that as well in, in Yolande's episode. It was called Love, Lost, and Found. We were just laughing and looking at each other and, and saying, it can't, it can't be, are you really there? You know, it, it was really, really incredible. And, and I really felt inside me that uh, I think for a long, long time, my mind and my heart were kind of kept separate and, and finally they joined. They were both going in the same direction. So that's kind of a similar story of reuniting with family in a new way. Very moving and just that concept of, of being apart for so long and then coming back together as, as a family. It's beautiful. And, you know, it also takes us into the realm of what is family? For for a lot of us, when we when we grow up in our nuclear family, if we grow up in a nuclear family, we think that is it. You know, I have friends who are as much family to me as anyone else in the world. Yes, found family, and that's those yeah. are some of the stories we want to tell yeah. here as well. So, if you're listening to this, I'm going to do a little plug right in the middle of this episode. Love it. If you're listening and that makes you think, oh. I have this amazing friend or I know of these amazing friends and maybe I should get in touch with these guys and share the story. Just do it. Do Just it. Just do it. Apply. Okay, Sarah, give me another one that uh, has really meant something to you. One that stuck out to me and something that I think is really important in a good relationship is the idea of having your own individual passions and pursuits but having your partner be your cheerleader and your supporter and your biggest fan. Um, and what sticks out for me was Mike and Kristen's episode, which was Off the Beaten Path, I believe that's the title. I just loved them as a couple because they were two creatives, both uh, individually doing artistic things, Kristen as a painter and Mike as a singer. And they were literally just each other's biggest fans. They also collaborated at times, but they very much so have their own dreams, their own passions. And then at the end of the day, they come together and they travel. So that's something that's super important for me as a single woman finding somebody. Mm -hmm. I kind of look to them as like, I want a relationship. I want a love like that kind of thing. I just want to be their friend too. Same. I just want to <laughs> hang out with them. 
Uh, and another thing that I took away from this awesome episode was the fact that actions speak louder than words. And with Kristen, for her falling in love with Mike, she saw how kind he was at the end of the day. Oh my gosh, yes. I remember that. Uh, there's a beautiful clip where she's talking about witnessing his kindness to someone else yes. and really realizing who he is as a human. It's a story that we call The Things He Does for Others. And we were walking on the beach in Thailand one night and there was a, a young woman in a wheelchair and her friends were sort of in the distance playing on the beach and we didn't share the same language as her, so we weren't able to communicate in English, but we could recognize just through observation what was happening. And her friends were kind of small, young girls, and they just weren't able to take her with them. And Mike saw this in her, like, I'll tear up just telling the story, I'm sure, but he, he pushed her probably 200 meters, you know, in a wheelchair in the sandy beach. Like, those things are not compatible. Like, just exhausting getting her she was, over there. She was pretty light, though. But she, I mean, the the gratitude and the excitement and the appreciation that she had. And then me on the beach just so smitten by this gesture he had made. And that story ends with, if this is the things he does for others, imagine what he would do for me. This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. One of my absolute favorite episodes this year and one of my favorite conversations was with Donna Morrissey. And I know, Nathan, you and I have this in common. Yes, yes. I was listening to that out in the producer's booth, and that was a hard episode sometimes. It was so good, though. Everything was so heartfelt and so honest. And what I really took away from it was just the way that her mother was this rock, but also kind of a, a measuring stick for, for Donna and and their relationship and and how when it all comes down to it at the end all she'd really love to do is be with her mother again and and you know cherish those memories and and she reminded us to cherish the people that we love and for me I grew up you know a, a very small family it was mostly just me and my mom and so it really hit hard to me and it's something that I've got to consider of course cuz my mom's getting older and you don't like to think about those kind of things, but it, it's great to have a reminder that, hey, nothing lasts forever. You got to take advantage of being able to go and, and spend time with the people that you love. Yeah. And, you know, I really loved that's another example of how we are flexible as a team. I thought I want to put forward this idea of doing a Mother's Day story with a difference because normally, you know, we'd take a very different tack. But Donna's book is uh, her memoir, but part of the memoir is her relationship with her mother who died of cancer. And when I reached out to Donna to say, this is my idea, she said, wow, the fact that you took that about the, my relationship with my mom from the book says a lot about you, Nancy. 
And anyway, we had a real beautiful moment. Um, but she's, you know, she's a an iconic uh, writer and storyteller. And boy, she really showed up that day so fully. Mm-hmm. It was a powerful interview. But the memories that last is the love, mm. the love and, the, and, and, you know, her brokenness, her gentleness, her, her fragility, but always the courage and the fortitude, always the strength that even when she was hurting, she did it in silence and she never, ever let us lead her. So Donna's episode was an example of, you know, the many dimensions of love, and it's not all sunshine and happiness. And we've seen some challenge this uh, season. We have, big time. So something for me that I really took away from this season in particular is that dark times and hard times, love can come out of that uh, and actually help other people. Uh, So, for example, we had Forbes March on who kind of followed his gut instinct and went over to Ukraine. And this is at a time that is uh, very hard for everybody. And a lot it's really easy, I think, for people to feel hopeless and helpless. And he just said, I'm going over and I'm going to help. And he kind of took charge on that. So that's an example of a really bad time. Love and kindness can come out of that and literally physically help other people. And yes, it's important to put in context that Forbes is a former model and soap opera star. Uh, I met him back in my 20s and am so inspired by the man he has become. And he, he has children and he has a successful life and in every way, I think. But he just saw what was going on in Ukraine and said, I can't. I can't just watch this. I have to go do something. And so many of us think we can't change the world. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, we all can in some small or large way. That's right. And actually, in his episode, he was talking about the small things that he did over in Ukraine that are going to leave a lasting impression on these people. Uh, So it was a very powerful and different episode for Love Map. But I think a super important one for us to do at the time that we did it. Yeah. The money that you give to charities does reach people who need it. And those people who need it will be really grateful. They will remember those gifts forever. You give a seven-year-old child a teddy bear who's coming out of a war zone, that teddy bear probably costs two bucks. But that person will carry with them the fact that a foreigner gave them a teddy bear for the rest of their lives. The other one that sticks out for me in terms of um, taking hard times and pain and turning it into something good is actually uh, Kyla and Bella, and that is Bella and her super mom. My heart. And Bella was sort of the focus of the episode, but I I walked away really moved by Kyla's strength um, and the fact that she is using the hard times that she went through being a medical mom and spending so much time in hospitals with Bella to help other medical moms going through similar things. So she's taking that pain and using it to connect with other moms that that need to know that they're not alone. I want people to see that like you can be okay going through hard things. You can have people to support you even if they're on the other side of a screen, they're still going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, you know, I I've, I've seen so many people suffered I've seen I've I don't want to cry but I mean I've seen moms lose their kids 
And I just, I want to try to prevent that type of pain for anyone else if I can. Everyone who meets little Bella is blown away by her personality and, yes. and her joy. But once you meet her mom, you can see where that depth of love and yes. character comes from. So true. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, that that was, was an emotional one. That was, was an emotional it one. It was emotional. It was also a roller coaster to yes. record because Bella was very unpredictable. So we all had some laughs trying to get that one. It was like wrangling, you know, they say never work with the... Uh, kids or dogs or animals <laughs> on stage and now I know why that's true and there was a great moment on the video that we captured about Kyla getting quite emotional and Bella literally wiping away her mother's tears and I think that that's one of those love map moments that like I I will remember forever like it, it was just such a such a cool thing to see and in a world where so many of us are feeling disconnected and and feeling fear about the uncertainty that is so prevalent in our world. Moments like that, that's what we hear from listeners. And it's what feeds my soul, frankly, doing this, because people say, oh my gosh, I listen to your podcast and it just makes me feel better about the world. Exactly. There's hope. What could, what could you say that would make a job more worthwhile than that? Exactly. Yes. Nathan? Well, you had mentioned that we can all make a difference in our own ways. And sometimes doing that isn't something that's that's big or it doesn't start somewhere big sometimes it starts somewhere small and one of the things that i thought of when you said that was mary janet mcdonald and our love without measure episode i love her journey from making this little video for her kids for her family and then it growing into a community, into something that people treasured and cherished through really, really tough times. And the thought that you can, through your passions and your hobbies, just reach out and connect and really make a difference in people's lives is astounding. And it, it's really heartwarming. And it kind of points to the fact that, yeah, we can all in our own ways, make a difference. We probably each have some thing that we can do to connect and, and spread the love. I never meant that it would ever go on like till now. I was My intention at the beginning was, oh, well, I'll just do this for a little bit of time. But these messages that came through, it was more than the baking. It was uh, spending time with these people where they really felt that they could be with me and uh, pass the time and uh, really enjoy company, even though they couldn't have somebody there. And I couldn't stop doing that. I really couldn't stop doing that. I just said, well, if it's making a difference in their lives, I'm going to keep on going. And at the end of every show, I always... Uh, tell them that they matter to me and I tell them that I love them and that I want them to love one another and that really resonated with many many people and they say we wait for that message every week that you're going to end your show saying that and it really is important to them. And of course in social media terms 
Mary Janet is a real success because she has 40,000 followers. And I know why. It's not just because she is a great cook. It is because she shows up so uh. fully. You know, she really is just authentic. I've, I've rarely seen anyone on camera who is so able to just be themselves. Yes, and be so charismatic and entertaining. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and she's not worried about how she's being judged, no. you know? She's not showing off. She's totally showing up, and she's giving to her audience. Yes. And that uh, that just makes people absolutely love her. And then, of course, uh, her husband is the icing on the cake. He just pops in every once in a while. <laughs> so if you haven't watched Mary Janet's show, it's on Facebook at 2 p.m. Atlantic every Sunday. Yeah. And it's free. So tune in and, and let her know. It's called Tunes and Wooden Spoons. And Nancy, you were a guest on the show. Mm -hmm. Speaking got, of showing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can search our episode. It was so much fun. So fun. And speaking of showing up, I mean, I think now is a great time to mention the fact that, Nancy, you were a guest on Canadian Love Map. <laughs> this season to promote your book from showing off to showing up. How was that for you? That was um, a little weird. <laughs> it was it was strange for me to step out of the host seat, but I, I loved the choice of our guest host. So uh, when I had asked a, a friend of mine, Star Cunningham, to read my book before anyone else had, there were just a few people I had asked to, you know, take a look at the manuscript she was very specifically chosen because she used to host the same show. When I left the television show that I hosted for a long time, she stepped in as the new host and was there for years and years. So she understands where, yeah. you know, I come from and we've had very similar backgrounds professionally, but it was only when she read my manuscript that she reached out to say, oh my gosh, you are telling my story. And we had a different level of conversation than we had ever had knowing each other for the past 30 years. And as you know, that's the whole point of my book. It's about creating conversation. It's about me showing vulnerability to allow other people to see something in themselves mm. and dig into it that yes. they might not have been willing to before. Oh my gosh, so cool! So yeah, that yeah. was a great that I was a great that. moment. There was a moment where Star herself opened up about her own challenges, showed up, mm -hmm. uh, and she was like unapologetic about it. She said, "I'm saying this, mm -hmm. I, yeah. you know," and that's the power of what you've done with your book. I've struggled for a very long time, and uh, what you call a hole, I've always called a pit. You know, I've been at the bottom of that pit too many times, and your book. Um, was very validating for me and reassuring for that reason. Uh, like for the last almost two years, I've been going to weekly therapy sessions, seeing my psychiatrist, awesome. uh, you know, taking medications, figuring out what medications are best. And I'm saying that right now, live <sighs> on a podcast for <sighs> anyone to hear. And ever since I've owned that and not been scared to share it, I've had so much goodness come to me That's it. and my relationships with people have um, gone so much deeper. Why the hell do we spend so much time hiding? You know, what is our most authentic self? You know what, Star? I am so grateful that you are sharing this and it goes to exactly what I want to achieve. It's like, 
we all go, you know, you think about social media and I, I tell my kids like it's just it's people showing their PR and you're comparing other people's PR to your inner life. No, that's that's apples and oranges. And I think we all walk around showing each other how good everything is. And we're all messed up. <laughs> you know, most of us are pretty messed up. And I was walking this morning and I had this thought, you know what? We're all either flawed or fraud. I was proud of that moment, both in terms of being able to amplify that conversation through this podcast, but also so proud of Star, right. who is the president and CEO of the Nova Scotia Mental Health Foundation. And here she was, she had, you know, made references in the past sort of in a veiled way, but she came out and said, you know, I suffer from depression and anxiety and I, and I gave myself a gift a couple of years ago to say, I'm going to do therapy every week. Mm -hmm. And I just, uh, you know me, I say truth bumps. I, had, I was covered in truth bumps thinking about how many people that would help to hear that because it's, again, it's that permission. It's the reminder that we are all in this together. And when we wear a mask and pretend to the world that we have got it all going on, then we just, you know, alienate ourselves. We don't get belonging. We really find a sense of deep connection when we are truthful and authentic with one another. Got to take the mask off. Right on, sister. Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. The mask. I, am, I dropped mine about three months ago and I can't even find it. <laughs> Once you put that kind of book out into the world, it's like... No turning yeah. back. There's no mask anymore, everybody. But you also you also had the chance to connect with other authors. So one that sticks out to me, I mean, you had that great connection with Star, but you also had a great connection with James Mullinger, a comedian, a superstar, who also has a book out. And a lot of the themes that you talked about kind of overlapped a little bit and so it was a, a really good serendipitous moment to have you two together talking about similar things yeah and that goes back to the theme of you never know who your family is going to expand right. into because James and I met and it was like lightning in a bottle kindred spirits yeah he's like a brother from another mother yes and people <laughs> online have gotten a huge kick out of the way that we James and I are basically in a competition to see who can promote the other person's book more that's right when I was doing a book signing one day I uh, for my book I got someone to take a picture of me with my poster and everything behind me reading James's book yes that's right it <laughs> happens yeah and yeah, he was just, uh, he was a joy and we loved his book. My yeah, gosh, it's uh, its as much heart as it is humor. Mm, you know, he's an, a, an extremely successful comedian, but he's also a really soulful guy and he just uh, is exuding kindness yes. and authenticity everywhere he goes. And that's why he is a magnetic personality. Really is about getting there, out there and doing it because failing is something that, that I and every single person has done, you know, a thousand times or a million times even in order to, 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 to get anywhere in this field. But if someone has a, a dream of something they want to try or, or a new path in life, the worst thing in the world is, is to not do it. That's when I was at my lowest ebb, the, my, my most depressed, that 
desire to do something and not doing it. So once I think you realize that you are going to be a better person when you are doing the thing that you uh, dream of doing, then it becomes very easy. So I, I would say just just think about how great life's going to be when you're trying to do this. Even when it's going badly, it's still much better than not doing it. So whether it be stand-up comedy or becoming a, a nail technician, whatever it is, today's the day. So another thing that I took away from season four that I found very common in a lot of our episodes was the importance of trusting your gut instinct in these moments where we have sparks of inspiration that come to us. Uh, we've heard a lot of stories of people who have made split-second decisions uh, following their gut and choosing not to ignore it. One that comes to mind for me is a very different episode that we did um, with Angela, and she is the owner of My Grandfather's Cat. <laughs> so this was a love story involving a cat. Yeah. Uh, but with her, she was in a dark place. She was in a slump, and she, um, she had a moment of inspiration, and she decided to start a company, and she just rolled with it. She just do dove right in and followed her gut and has ended up very successful. A TikTok sensation. TikTok sensation, very successful company, um, kind of being a, a pet matchmaker for rehoming pets. And it's just very inspiring. I think more of us should follow our gut. If you went back to when I was depressed and you would have told me, you have to fight through this because you're going to adopt Mackenzie and go on adventures together and start a nonprofit and get international media attention. I would have laughed in your face. Like I would have literally laughed in your face. I wouldn't have believed it. And it's just it just speaks to the dark times don't last forever and it's it's worth coming through it for the light. Yeah. I'm I'm a big believer in that, you know, Sarah. Yes. But I did see that theme woven through this season. Just these these kind of moments of, you know, inspiration and and another one. Well, the belly dancer story. I have to mention this. The belly dancer story. I knew you were going the there. belly dancer and the choir boy. So this was I mean best this, name best name ever by the way. Best name ever and such an entertaining fun couple to interview. But that's a story of lovers separating for a bit and there's a great moment in that episode where Christine is talking about being on a ship and seeing a boy like a, a boy that reminded her of her past love and she thought I got to go I got to follow up with him. And look at they're together now. So that choice clearly worked out for her. So again, just very inspiring. I think, yeah, everyone follow your gut instincts. And it was funny because on the ship, we went back by ship. The year was what, 1962, I guess. Yeah, 61, 62. And I remember looking down the deck and there was a young guy about my age with ginger hair. Christopher had ginger hair in those days, curly yeah. ginger hair and freckles. And I thought, oh, he reminds me of Chris. Oh, wonder how Chris is, you know. <laughs> wonder so it was um, it was like a bit of a wake up call. Nathan, any final words from you? I think this season has just shown me the the breadth and depth of of the love stories in Canada and, and amongst Canadians it really is kind of a uh, a shot in the arm against the the cynicism that we see so much and it, it's been really inspiring in a lot of ways for me coming in fresh uh, you know a few months ago I had no idea what the Canadian love map podcast is and now I am just so happy to be 
part of it and, and all of the fun that we have and, and all of the incredible people that we get to talk to. We've reeled you right in, haven't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're so happy that you're here and yeah. we have built such a wonderful team. And, you know, so much of it is being on the same wavelength, but also being ready to be flexible and say, oh, the, for me, the greatest thing is creative collaboration. And when mm-hmm. one person has an idea and because of the collaboration, it becomes something bigger and better. Uh, the last the last people I want to mention it goes back to actually to our, I think this was our very first episode in season four, Jen and Dylan, mm-hmm. who really left an imprint on my heart. And one of the things I loved about their story, it's more of a conventional romance story. However, I feel like they are both such strong individuals. Yes. You know, you know, you think about the old Jerry Maguire movie where he says, you complete me. I don't I don't believe in that. I think that we have to complete ourselves and right. then we can be in in positive and um, meaningful relationship with other people. And what I took away from their love story is that they both are not only doing amazing things in the world and and helpful things in the world. Like Jen is a terrific filmmaker and they've got this uh, company that they're working on together, but they they feel like equals who have come together both complete and are better for it and now they're just you know contributing to the world and that's uh that's for me what it's all about we were inseparable like it wasn't something that was an effort we just like couldn't help it we just felt so quick in love with each other and we tried to play it cool for a while you know and try not to you know let spill the beans but we both knew you yeah, know, it, it was, what was it going was very, on. <laughs> it was just very, very easy. We we just talk about anything and everything, and you start a conversation at you know two in the afternoon, and next thing you look at the clock, and it's two in the morning. And I think that's the foundation to build a, a relationship on, and then a life on. And it's something that Jen and I have always really prided ourselves on is our ability to communicate, and we're both we're both very expressive. And I, I could I could listen to her you know, read the instruction manuals off the back of a friggin' toaster. I just love, love hearing her her thoughts and her perspectives and to have your best friend as, as your life partner. It's a, it's a very special, very special opportunity. And I'm just very, very lucky to, to have her. Yeah. They're a dream team. Dream team. Dream team. Yeah. We're going to have more dream teams yeah, in season mm-hmm. five. Season five is we've, coming, and we've already okay. We know we're not going to tell you yet, you dear no listener. Spoilers. But we have some amazing guests already lined up. Yep, and I can't wait. Yeah, get ready for even more different stories, different mm-hmm. themes. We're going to cover. We're going to go deeper. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of explore more topics that have to do with love. So we are excited and ready to ramp it up for season five. And also, of course, we are always looking for love stories. We have two ways that you can get a story into us. If you yourself has a love story that you want to share on the podcast, you can apply through our general guest application form. Um, and also, if you if you know of a good love story that you want to nominate, you want to you want to brag about someone you know in your life that has a good love story, we also have a form for that. Both of those forms are going to be linked in the description of this episode and can also be found on our social media, and that is Facebook and Instagram, Canadian Love Map Podcast. Stay tuned. 
And in the meantime, if you love us, make sure you subscribe to the Canadian Love Map podcast and maybe even rate and review us because that helps us get out to more people. Spread the love. Spread the love. Spread the love. Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. And if you want to help us spread the love even more, rate and review our podcast. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. This has been a Podstarter production. production.